Over the next several weeks, you will hear some of our favorite episodes from last season. We will have brand new episodes launching in February. In the meantime, do us a favor and take a minute to rate, review, and share the show with your friends. Welcome to The Blue Cord. I'm your host, Karen Bajani, and this podcast is all about helping you know God and make Him known. I'm a former corporate executive turned author and ministry leader who spends her days now helping everyday believers just like you get wisdom, insight, and understanding to shine the light of Christ in your everyday life. So, Ruba, let's start with your childhood. What did you know about growing up in Jordan, and how did you come to know Jesus while you were there? I was born and grew up in Jordan, and I had a tough childhood because my parents sent me to a boarding school. I was just a baby. I didn't understand why. And then they disappeared from my life. I stayed there for seven years, and it was the most humiliated time in my whole life uh, to be in a Catholic boarding school. I didn't know why. But I know that they are alive and they are somewhere else because every year during the celebration of Mother's Day, none used to tell me, why you don't write a letter to your mother? I used to write every year a letter, but later on, I discovered that she never received any letter from me. After seven years, my parents show up and took me out from the boarding school. I was there actually with my older sister. She's one year older than me. So they took us out. And for me, I was really um, not accepting them in my life. I had the resentment feeling and the feeling of abandonment really affected my life. However, at that age, I also had to depend on them because I cannot be independent. Uh, but our relationship was very cool. And I just used to give her a very hard time during my adolescence age after I went to university. That transformation of my life happened there. So I met one of my classmates and she shared the four spiritual laws with me. At that time, this was the most effective tool in the whole Jordan, actually, not only in my city. In my city, there were only one evangelical church, which is Baptist church. She shared with me the four spiritual laws and I had problem accepting those laws that God loves me, has a beautiful plan for my life. He wants to save me and forgive all my sins. So with each one, I had a problem because for me, I thought all the time that God doesn't love me because of the situation that I went through in my childhood. He allowed it to happen. So he doesn't love me. 
And during those years of the boarding school, I feared God. I was afraid all the time from him, not loving him. This is the teaching I received in the school. I had to work hard to please him. So how come he loves me now? I struggled with this and I went through a big discussion about God and the plan that he has for me. But something were moving in my heart, working in my heart. The Holy Spirit was working uh, in my heart. If it is for me, I probably was stubborn and won't accept this. But there is something was bigger than me. So God overwhelmed me with his presence, his love and redemption. I accepted Christ as my personal savior in my second year of the university. And the first thing I did, I went home. And it was the first time in my life I sat with mother and do a hard talk. And when I told her, shared with her about all the feelings that I had without mentioning it to her, she started crying and she said, I had to follow your father and go far with him for his work. I had to serve him, take care of him. So at that time, my father was working in one of the Gulf states, which was a closed country at that time. And from his perspective, he wanted to provide us with the best teaching, the best education. That's from his perspective. But for us, me and my sister, I was four, she was five. That is not what we needed at that time. We needed to be filled and surrounded with their love and presence. So I understood my mom's situation. and It was reconciliation with God and reconciliation with my parents, especially with my mom. So this is how God worked in my uh, life through my painful childhood. That's a beautiful story, Ruba. And so as you were sharing that story with me, it just makes me think Jordan has one of the oldest Christian communities in the world, and yet it makes up just a very small percentage of the population, with the country being 95% Muslim. So as you were growing up and then entering into adulthood, what challenges did you have following Jesus in your country? And then how do you see maybe some of those challenges that you faced there paralleling what some of the things that you see here in North America right now? It is not an easy thing to live in a Muslim country. Coexisting is a great challenge. It is the land that Jesus walked on and did miracles. In this holy place, Jordan considered a holy place as well, a holy land. And we feel we are in the honor of the country, not just a second-class citizen. 
So this is by itself very challenging uh, to us as Christians. And as evangelicals, we became minority of minorities. Another uh, challenge is the rejection of the Christians uh, themselves in Jordan to evangelicals. They are the original Christians and we are comers from the West which is really wrong, but this is what they have in their mind. So we live in constant challenges and persecution and rejections from the Christians themselves, plus the restrictions that we face as Christians in the country. Sometimes the Christian restrictions are very tough and strong. Sometimes it is less than that. But still, we have to adapt all kinds of persecutions and challenges and just go up with this. It is, of course, we're not allowed to share the gospel in public. We can share it only in the church. So this is totally different than the West. You can share it wherever you go. Here, for instance, you have, I, I can't number the Christian radio stations and Christian TV stations. Here, it's just unlimited freedom. There, we have none, zero. As a Christians, we cannot own a radio station. So these kinds of restrictions it's totally different than the freedom of speech and the freedom of beliefs. So uh, it is hard. So working and living in a hard place, practicing your faith, knowing God's heart for the nations, and bumping up against restrictions for sharing your faith there, what inspired your work? there among Arab women. My story with my mother inspired first the glimpse, the first spark that inspired me. I was studying in the university journalism and communication and I wanted like any ambitious girl is to go in public and be famous and I have a lot of dreams but God changed all of that. And he wanted me to be the voice for women, like mother, who was voiceless and had to follow my father, uh, not by choice, but by force. So I wanted to talk to all women and tell them this has to change. That's the first thing that inspired me. What inspired me is now, as I look after 22 years being in this ministry, that the networking that women are able to do with each other and how we encourage each other, how we share experience with each other, despite all the unrest that surrounds us in the Middle East, Jordan especially, it's a safe place, it's a secure place, but look at our neighbors. There is Political unrest everywhere, in Syria, in Lebanon, in Iraq, in Palestine, everywhere. This is our neighbors. 
So this is what inspires me to contain women, encourage their hearts, share with them about God's love, about how you can find your life in the midst of this turmoil. Sharing the gospel with them. We live in a very shame culture, shame and honor culture. How we can get over this feeling and get over the shame feeling in our heart, in our minds, and live in freedom, at least to be free from inside. Maybe the circumstances does not permit uh, the freedom that we dream about, but at least to be free from inside, which really matters much, much more than the freedom surrounding us. So knowing all these challenges you're facing in the Middle East with the turmoil all around, how can your Christian sisters around the world be praying for you and your ministry? Thank you, Karen, for asking this question. That means a lot to me and to the ministry that God put on my heart. Praying for the women that comes to know Christ through our ministry. Each one has a story, and some stories are very heartbreaking and painful. Pray for the peace of the heart for all women that we deal with. We started uh, two years ago counseling where we provide a private counseling with women and everything is done online. So we counseled over 300 women just last year in 2021, which is a big number to a special time for each one and counsel and coach mentors with each one. And we want to pray for these women to be really healed completely and be free again. They are abused, they are violated, they live in shame, and we want to help these women. Pray for the Ministry of Women today to sustain and remain their women not only in Jordan, but through the Holy Arab world. So it's not an easy thing, but your prayers matter. Absolutely. Prayers matter. And so, listener, I will put in the show notes today the link so you can follow Ruba in Arab Women today and just learn more about her work there. So, Ruba, as you travel and you work among Arab women, I bet you have some amazing stories and testimonies or how you see God at work all over the world. And so with that global perspective in mind, what do you know to be true about God's heart for the nations? Of course, God, His heart is everybody gets saved. Men, women, adults, children, everybody. I see that the Holy Spirit is moving and people are tired and God, is working in their heart through dreams and visions because maybe sometimes the church is not doing but God doesn't need our help. He knows how to bring people to to Him. 
So he works through people, yes. He works through his own ways, yes. So I see God is working through many, many ways. One of the stories that happened with us last year, started last year when we had our campaign. Every year we have a campaign. And last year, our campaign theme was not shame. So through this uh, campaign, one of the Iraqi women who uh, lived for many years in shame, she got to listen and watch this campaign that last for 10 days. She followed us through our Facebook page. And then... She opened her heart. The story of this woman started several years ago. She was married. And then she was using public transportations. And suddenly, she found herself in a different place. She was kidnapped by ISIS. They used her as a prostitute. And she tried several times to run away, but she couldn't. Finally, after four years, she ran away. And she met a person just to uh, use his phone to call her parents, at least. Her husband, after she was disappeared, he divorced her. But she called her parents and she told them her story, what had happened and her father told her you became a shame to the family do not come back to us because if you come back we will kill you of course as I mentioned our culture the Arabic culture not only Jordan culture but based on shame and honor the person that the she used his phone, he heard the story, and he told her, I'm willing to marry you. So she talked to her father again, and this person said to her father, I'm willing to marry your daughter in one condition if you send me money every month. So the father said, okay, I agree. So he married this, and after two years, the father died. So the money stopped coming and she had a daughter from him. So he started beating her, abusing her, all kinds of abuse. She was able to run away again. She went to the northern part of Iraq and there someone, you know, one of the women, she heard her story and she told her, listen, I'm a regular audience for Arab Women Today Ministry, and they have a campaign about not shame, why you don't visit their website and see what they can do for you. And she contacted us privately, and we started communicating with her, trying to provide her with shelter, with people who cares about people, provide a warm place for her and her daughter. And indeed, this is what happened. And she started going to the church and 
give her life to Christ because this is where she found love and security and a place that accepts her shame regardless. Now we are helping her to do a small business where she can earn living, you know, just cooking, doing small, very small. Please pray for her that uh, no one can know her place and also especially her husband who's been searching and looking for her. But pray for her life and to grow every day, day after day, in her uh, spiritual life. This is very encouraging to us to know how God is using us, even through the virtual ministry, especially with the pandemic that started in 2020. We had to transform all our programs to virtual programs. And I know, you know, the social media was there before the pandemic, but we restructured our programs to become virtual online that serves not only the women in Jordan, but the women in the Arab world. So that is an amazing story. I was on the edge of my seat the whole entire time. And then I was thinking, wow, there are women just like that all across the United States as well. Women who do not know Jesus, they do not know the love of Jesus, and they might be just hiding within the community or having really difficult situations at home and no way to share. And so it's through social media when we begin to pray and ask God, how might he use us within our cities and within our nation, that we're not bound by who our neighbors who are across the street now, we can communicate online as well and reach women who don't know Jesus. So thank you for that, Ruba. Anything else that's on your heart to share today? I want to tell every woman hearing this podcast, I like to share this from Joshua 1.9. I receive strength from this. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. This is what I'm telling every woman. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So wherever you are, in the east or in the west, in the north or the south, God is with you. So be strong. I want you to raise up from your situation because you're worth much, much more than you think. And this is what had happened with me. When I experienced the love of God, I raised above the tough situation, the tough childhood, and I moved on in my life, and I wanted to make a difference in the world, not only in a small community or a small group of people, but in the whole world. And the God who is using me and using you, Karen, He's going to use every woman. All you need to say is, Yes, Lord, I'm strong because you are with me. I'm strong because you're going to help me. And I want to be your voice everywhere I go. Amen. 
Amazing advice, Ruba. Thank you for joining us here today. Thanks for listening to this Blue Cord podcast. Don't forget, you can tap into lots of other Blue Cord I Hope resources on our website. I'll leave that in the show notes so you can find it. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to review it on iTunes and take a screenshot and tag me on social media. That helps other women just like you find this show and build this Blue Cord community. Got comments? Shoot me a message on Instagram or just head over to the ministry website, thebluecord.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Blue Cord Podcast.